0: It's that time of year again. Mercury retrograde. It starts
1: May 10th and it goes through June 2nd. So we turn to our favorite media maven and astrologer Valerie Messa to tell us what's different about this Mercury retrograde and what to expect. Let's dive in.
0: Oh my gosh Valerie I am like Literally sitting on the edge of my seat, not just so that I can see you or that you can see me on Zoom, but we have been so excited to talk to you again. And not like we felt like we had to come up with an excuse, but this upcoming Mercury Retrograde was absolutely our excuse. So welcome back and thank you.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. I love talking to you guys.
1: Oh, it was so much got so much insight from you last time and honestly I have to tell you like it helped me so much with the that mercury retrograde that we were in and then the ones that the two to three that we had I guess two after that because I realized if I hadn't have talked to you I would have been gone in a tizzy because in one of those mercury retrogrades my mom had a heart attack you know and like but I had like this calmness because I talked to you and it um
2: yes i'm so glad to hear that i feel like i mean every astrologer is different i know that it's you know very big and popular topic nowadays but i always stand by you know just peace of mind first astrology is a tool for self-empowerment and self-awareness like i told you guys last time we spoke and if we you know we create those blockages for ourselves where we start to dread you know uh transit like mercury retrograde we're telling the universe like something bad's gonna happen you know the universe the only thing the universe knows is yes if we're focusing on it's i'm having a bad day the universe is like yeah you are if you're not gonna yeah. find parking it's gonna rain it's gonna be you know but if we're focusing on what we can work on making the most out of these energies mercury retrograde yes it is notorious for creating you know glitches in communication misunderstandings um things will slow down because mercury rules transportation it also rules the mind maybe we have brain fog or maybe our computer has a couple of little hiccups and turns off by itself or maybe we say one thing and we mean another but it's not like a life or death thing you know so i feel if we recognize that we could make the most of it which There is something that we can do during mercury retrograde um is it's basically to go back and revisit something that maybe you put to a side because during mercury retrograde mercury communication thought process it's the planet of you know exchanges in general it slows down so basically the universe is asking us to do the same how can we slow down how can we gather our thoughts and reassess reevaluate things so it's like a little break kind
1: of mm-hmm. i had realized after talking to you last time like most of my thoughts about mercury retrograde were just from like the media hype that you hear about that so was complete opposite of what you shared with us so we where's mercury retrograde is coming up we learned from you last time that each one is slightly different So we wanted to hear a little bit about what this one is going to be like or what to expect and just get your insight.
2: For sure. I think last time we spoke, ironically, Mercury was retrograde in Libra. And you guys (laughs) are Libra's and I remember being like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Um, So every Mercury retrograde has a different theme because we're not just going to focus on... The fact that Mercury, you know, is slowing down and making us slow down with it. There are also a bunch of other things happening simultaneously in the sky. In the in the case of Mercury retrogrades for two thousand and twenty-two, they are activating the air element. So around October, November, I believe, is when we last spoke. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty-one. Yes. Yeah so we were i believe in a mercury retrograde in libra if i'm not mistaken or if it was about to start but we are actually going to uh kick off a mercury retrograde in gemini now i know this is going to seem contradicting to what i said about the still big deal it is because it isn't however mercury (laughs) rules gemini so the funny part about this is that because it's so um, aligned with those mercurial themes of communication, you think about a Gemini energy and Gemini's in general, they they like to talk, they relay the message, they're thinkers, they're brilliant speakers, they have a lot to say. But when Mercury retrogrades in Gemini, that is really when the communication will slow oh. down or we will like perhaps even stutter a little or, you know, it's kind of wow. more... Uh, almost like more precise, more potent, just because it's happening in its home sign. A more so concentrated I feel like something...
1: mercury and retrograde.
2: Yes. A more
1: concentrated and retrograde. Perfect.
2: Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I'm thinking don't, of like
1: a... probably not need yeah. flights anywhere during that time. Right. Double check, triple check, that kind of and thing.
2: Exactly. Double and triple check. I mean, we're not always going to have the choice of rescheduling or doing something last minute even though I personally would love to do that because I very much go with the wind. It's just how my energy works. I, I've i been that way my whole life. Like I kind of feel a certain way and then I'll change my mind. And it's not even in a fickle way. Everyone's different. But um, with this, you know, Mercury retrograde coming up, I feel like really make it a point to go through your documents, you know, your phone, if there's something that, let's say you going to go get a new phone or you know just back up your data make sure that you include all the details in an email that's important that you're sending out if you have no choice like i said to travel just double and triple check your itinerary your gate will probably change last minute when you're at the airport so just get there early like you know stuff like that really Oh, and, and there's actually, um sorry to keep talking, I'm like rambling today, um but there's something else that is taking place throughout this Mercury retrograde, and it's that because we're kicking this Mercury retrograde off at the early degrees of Gemini, it's going to eventually re-enter Taurus.
0: Okay. Oh, what does, what does that, that
2: mean? mean? Yeah, so it's interesting, and we have so many you know, energies, um, activating Taurus right now, just cause the North node is there, these eclipses, you know, the solar eclipse is happening there. The sun is there. Uranus is there. So with Mercury first starting off in Gemini, this is very air in the sense that it's mental. It's about the words you use, the way you communicate your data, the, the way you gather information. Like let's say you have a specific source that you've been going to for you know some advice or some information with regards to stability perhaps or money or maybe it's a value or a belief that you have about something i feel that while that's happening once mercury re-enters taurus it's going to kind of give us a, a chance to take a step back and reassess our plan like the more tangible stuff maybe it's the way we're spending our money or Um, the way that we are making the most out of a conversation. And I say that because Taurus has everything to do with value and with, you know, taking your time and really, and if you think about Taurus energy, it's the peak of spring. It's stop and smell the roses. It's very fertile. It's about, you know, the the simple pleasures. I feel like that revisit into uh, Taurus is going to give you a whole new perspective on something that you might've thought you were, you know, you were clear about. And it's like, actually take another look, you know, like, let's, let's go back. That's what I personally feel is going to happen. It could be good for our whole state
1: Yeah, (laughs) of Alabama.
2: Yep. And for you guys, you have to want to check also like where Taurus lands in your birth chart for everybody. So if you know where your, you know, how your chart looks like and all that, seeing where Taurus is and Gemini helps too.
0: Can you can you explain that like a little bit more about like maybe just give an example of like, oh, if Taurus were here and Gemini were here, this is what might, you know, Uh, you don't have to go through all of it. But just to like better kind of explain that so people understand the connection.
2: Let's say you are a Taurus or you are a Gemini. If Mercury retrogrades over your sign, it's almost like if you have Mercury retrograde on your head in a way, you know, it's like you are more prone to saying something, you know, not saying the right thing when you have to, or, you know, missing one little word that can really affect the whole thing. And I know that it goes, it contradicts what I said about it's not a big deal and it isn't, but you do want to make sure because the planet of communication is not working at its full potential. Um now let's say you have Taurus in your area of home with Mercury retrograding there that could have something to do with an investment um a neighbor perhaps that you have that you that moves in just because mercury rules neighbors it rules our immediate environment siblings maybe you have a conversation with a sibling you haven't spoken to um and and for gemini if it's in your fifth house let's say that has to do with children or with creativity or with projects you could suddenly have you know an epiphany about a project you want to work on. Maybe you knew what you wanted to do with it, but you didn't know how. Mercury re-entering Taurus can help you sort of solidify that plan as opposed to it being in the air. Um Got I don't it. know if that was
0: No, that I think that helps. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't fully understand what okay. it would mean if I looked it at, at my chart, right? I mean, obviously I can't even interpret my own chart, but I think <laughs> I think you you that really helped in the sense of like. The exact way you explained it, like home, neighbors, you know, that sort of thing. Right.
2: And looking at the themes too, you know, because with Taurus, it's very much about our comfort, our value, our stability. And with Gemini, we're talking about our resources, what we have around us that can help us. You know, like we pick up the phone and we call or we send a text. It's Gemini, it's air, and then Taurus being the more stable stuff the more um, tangible things.
1: In the fall, in October, when we talked to you, when Mercury Retrograde was in Libra, you yes. know, it was very much a time for reflection, which I kind of sensed is what we need to do in all of them. But is there an overarching theme with that reflection? Or did maybe I missed that. We talked to you specifically about exercise a little, like, you know, maybe picking back up stuff that you had started. So is there anything... Mm-hmm in particular or different this time around? You know what,
2: I feel like if, so we're talking about like the health side of that. Health
1: or just maybe? in general. I mean, yeah. If there's anything you can single out that's a little different, you know, career wise, health wise, or just anything that kind of makes okay. this one stand out.
2: Okay. From... So I feel, um, when it comes to Torian themes, Taurus loves to indulge and, Let's say when Mercury re enters Taurus in its retrograde, you suddenly realize I've really been indulging in this thought. Or every time I and I was actually mentioning that to you earlier about like when I get anxious, like I'm the type that I'll have I'll crave sugar, you know, just because it's about the indulgence factor. Where and Taurus is also very stubborn, you can also ask yourself, Where am I being? you know, too stubborn or fixated on a certain thought, on a certain outcome, as opposed to Gemini energy that's more about, let me consider my options. And you can think about with your signs being Libras, like you guys like to hear other people's opinions to Mm -hmm. sort of like come to your own conclusion. Air is similar, Gemini is the same. So I feel like the Gemini energy is gonna help us sort of uh, connect the dots and maybe um help clear our mind all in all this in my opinion we're going to have a change in perspective with regards to a value a spending habit a source of income a comfort zone we're going to have a, a change of heart with this mercury retrograde we're going to have a different perspective we're going to be enlightened when in that in that uh realm health-wise wow. well now you know, i'm excited oh <laughs> Good. Okay. Because I, 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 if you like change, then you're ready for it. We're constantly, that's the only thing that's constant. So I feel like whenever there's something new coming, I personally look forward to it as well. I'm like, well, oh, something fresh.
0: Yes. I yeah. totally agree. And I'm, but, uh, but you said we might have a change of perspective or be enlightened. enlightened. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, maybe we could like clear some cobwebs and I could get some clarity on who knows what, but I'll just take it.
1: Well, I'm excited for about sure. the indulging. <laughs>
0: You said indulging, and I immediately i I had to ask him like, I mean, you made it sound like it could be anything, but my first thought was like indulging how like in what I eat, in how I spend money, what
1: you know. Uh, I immediately went to food, food and drink.
2: Food. Yeah, you know what's funny? This is like me just connecting the dots as an astrologer. But the first thing that I think about with like Mercury Gemini, Mercury Taurus is like Uber eats. Oh. <laughs> I personally is like, why did I even install that app in my phone? Like it's, it's the worst and the best thing in the world. Yes. Because Mercury is, you know, smartphones and it's like, kind of like that faster route that, you know, import, export, exchange, Taurus being like sustenance, comfort, um, or brings us security. I feel like that is, it could be anything. It could be a thought that you maybe you fixate on for the sake of your own comfort. Maybe you keep telling yourself something and maybe it's going too deep, but maybe you keep telling yourself something like, this is the reason I do this and this, and that's okay. This is the reason I do this and that's okay. And it makes you comfort. It gives you comfort and it makes you feel secure. But if, what if it's not realistic, that Gemini combination, going back and forth, it's like, you're going to, you're going to see something in a different light and it's going to give you clarity. I feel like, Maybe you're gonna, if it's with food, maybe you discover a different way of cooking your favorite meal, where you were cooking it, you had a mindset of like, I'm gonna add this amount of sugar, this amount of milk, all this butter. <laughs> and then now you're like, shouldn't do that. I could use this instead, you know.
1: I'm that's kind it. of excited yeah. about
2: this one. Me too. <laughs> Yeah. Me too.
0: I'm I'm just, I'm going to make sure that I take notes and circle back with you and be like, "All right, here is what
1: happened." Yeah.
2: I hope it's making sense. I don't know. Yeah. It's I'm making a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: Okay. What All are right. the Do you offhand know the dates for this Mercury in retrograde and then do you know about when we go back into Taurus?
2: So, we're going to start the retrograde on May 10th. Okay. in Gemini and Mercury rules Gemini. So again, once it retrogrades there, it's going to be very focused on this thought. Perhaps even around May 10th, you will have a certain, um, just thought that's reoccurring in your head about something. could be about anything. Mercury is going to re-enter while retrograde Taurus on the 22nd of May. Okay. Before going direct on, actually, I have to confirm the date. Can I take a second to confirm yeah, the date? or no? of course. Hold on one second, because I haven't put twenty second twice. No, sorry, yeah. So it's June second. So it's going to re-enter Taurus on the twenty second of May, and then on June second, it's going to go direct. It's still going to be in Taurus, and then eventually it's going to re-enter Gemini in June.
1: So, so yeah, going direct mean it means it's back in Gemini. It's back, it's, made it's back,
2: but it's going to go back to normal. Mercury is going to go back to basics. It's going to station direct still in Taurus. So okay. I feel like Taurus seasons right now, it's very possible. And I wish I could tell you the exact degree, but even then, that would be getting too technical. It's very possible that we're already going to be getting hints of what this retrograde is going to be about for us. Because if we're in Taurus season now, the sun illuminates things. So by the time, you know, come May 22nd, by the time Mercury re-enters this degree, it's like, oh, it's making sense. So it's always important during these times to pay attention to the little details. That's what Mercury rules is the details. Like, it's it's kind of like a riddle in a way, like you're gonna gather information and something is gonna become clear. It's the way that, you know, it's kind of like having the universe, like a hotline to the universe in a way, but it's subliminal, so to speak.
1: So so encouraging. yeah i know that's positive it really is so when we're looking for that enlightenment that would likely be between like the 22nd may 22nd and june 2nd is that kind of if i'm following right no i know not exactly
2: well you're you're onto something there because and i didn't even want to like make it more complex but there is this uh thing called the pre-retrograde shadow and the post-retrograde shadow phase have we spoken about that
0: we talked about it a little bit when you came on last, but it it felt different, right? Because it was, it right. was in different... Yeah, it was a different
2: energy. We yeah. were talking about, like, Libra and stuff. I, so the pre-retrograde shadow phase is when Mercury is still direct, still working at its normal pace, being himself. He's crossing over the same degrees that he's going to retrograde over eventually. Ooh. Oh. Oh. What does that mean? This is going to be towards the end. We're we're Mercury and Taurus right now. Towards the end of Mercury and Taurus, because remember, it's May 10th, that it's going to retrograde. We're going to start to kind of see, and maybe it's happening right now and we're having this conversation. I'd have to confirm that. But we're going to start to, you know, talk about topics that could come back around to us when it retrogrades. So this is the pre-retrograde shadow.
0: I remember you saying something similar in the sense that you said you might, you might see it a little bit in the in the shadow, and then you might come back to it in retrograde.
2: It's like retracing your steps. Imagine that's what Mercury's doing. Mercury's like on his way, and then you know once he gets to a certain point, he's like, I forgot my hat. Turns around, and while he's going back, we're kind of like my computer. This person didn't answer their call. Missed my flight, just an example, right? And then, but still, there are little things that are coming back. So then, when he turns around, finally goes direct. Then it's the post retrograde shadow phase, which is when he crosses through the degrees that he already retrograded through.
1: Yep. Okay. You know what? So I- it's good.
2: Yeah, it sounds. It sounds like even like myself when I listen to it. Myself saying, I'm like, it's so weird, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah. You know what I think we need to do, just so people know, we are recording this early so we can have it on time to y'all before May 10th. But we are recording this on April 22nd, and after learning all this, I think Bradley, you and I, we need to like start keeping a journal.
2: Yeah. And then go back like once it's
1: over and like see if we can fit all these puzzle pieces together.
2: I am like, and it's funny, my journal. I literally put moon is in Gemini this day like I like journaling is my favorite thing. It's so awesome to go back and be like, I knew it, I was feeling this way. Or you kind of it's your own log. It's your you log your emotional waves. You see how you feel and it gives you so much perspective.
0: I've never been good at journaling, but Uh but I mean at the very least if I make a goal to do it leading into Mercury retrograde and then look back on it. I feel like that'd be a good start.
2: Because I feel like it's because the people a lot of times we see movies where it's like dear diary we feel like the writing has to be at least me like the writing had to be perfect the notebook had to be perfect the pen and it's like journaling sometimes is just two to three words like it's like felt great today or bumped into this or realized this this is the date and it's like it's like just that jotting down of like the notes you know I used to do that too like oh it has to be perfect and it's like Just write the notes down of like what it is. So
1: if you were to do it, and like if you just did like a few words or bullet points, because I think that's the max I can journal, would you just like include just thoughts from the day or maybe things that popped into your mind? Maybe again, you know, reoccurrences or what would be key to to make note of?
2: I feel like what's funny for me is like everything I feel are my keywords. Oh, a cancer. So definitely feeling how you feel. What's your mood? Mood, one maybe three bullet points. Your mood, epiphany or breakthrough, maybe something you had a, a revelation about. Okay. And then perhaps a goal or an objective. So like mood, revelation, objective, perhaps.
1: Okay. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Now that some days mood could take up a couple of bullet points.
2: <laughs> oh, you mean a couple of pages? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: I like this. Guide. I think we should challenge
0: ourselves to do this. We should. I'm, not I'm
1: a journal person. Me neither.
0: Either. I'm I Valerie has me on board, especially because you gave me the categories to fit. So it's really like yeah. it's like someone just gave me a writing assignment and they're like, "Answer this question, answer this question, and answer this question and then just submit yeah. it." I love filling out a form. Yeah. Oh, it's so, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, I love you guys. <laughs> it's so satisfying.
1: <laughs> okay, well we have our marching orders from Mercury Retrograde now. Valerie, is there, as we wrap up with you, this has been so enlightening once again. And I'm kind of excited. I think I said that last time. I'm excited for this Mercury in retrograde. Which- I
0: remember you were very excited for Mercury retrograde last time. I think you were almost like sad that it was coming to an end, except for the fact that it was your birthday. <laughs> i don't i don't know about that but um, oh my god
2: that's right it was your birthday last time on mercury retrograde i was like you're gonna have a mercury retrograde solar return that was great
1: (laughs) but any parting things that you'd want people to know about this one or just in general other than what you
2: everything else we have going on in the sky which i don't even have to even touch on that because it's happening for all of us individually and as a collective so you guys already know the work you're doing what you're working on those are the things that are evolving and becoming more grounded in our lives if anything use harness the power and you know the energy of this transit for yourself for your own reflection for your own mental hiatus check in with yourself Clear your mind if you're on your smartphone a lot and you're investing, which is a Taurus word, investing too much time being on your phone, put on one of those things that like alerts you, you've been on it for this amount of hours. Clear your head, like maintaining your Zen and groundedness is just really important throughout eclipse season. That's the most important thing of all, is your peace of mind. So prioritize that, find ways that you could you know, process of elimination to make your life easier, more efficient for yourself. Or, you know.
0: that is great awesome. advice. Oh, thank thank you, you so much.
2: Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you so much for
1: joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton, and I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye! Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast, are for informational purposes only content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice diagnosis or treatment always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the happy eating podcast
0: if you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency call your doctor or 911 immediately If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.